Hello, my name is Nia Marie, and you are listening to Inky Comment. More often than not, the topic of a particular episode comes from a question within. Sometimes the question is intended to be a discovery within itself, and other times it's a questioning of the status quo. From its inception to the final product, this episode has evolved in ways I hadn't expected, but just as it should be. There is power within each of us to shape society. It starts by doing the individual work. Please enjoy the notion of celebrity. is one of my I don't wouldn't even consider you a friend Kadesha I really feel like your family you've yes. known me since I was born it's so I know <laughs> literally since I was born literally. so I'm just like so grateful that you are joining on the show today and then also just that you have been such a mentor for me I'm just sharing for everyone you've been such a mentor for me and I just appreciate your wisdom so I want to make sure we you know highlight it and share it with the world thank you do you want to tell a little bit about yourself Sure. Um, so my name is Khadijah Taylor. I'm the broker owner um, and designer for a company called Home and Sanctuary. Uh, we are a full real estate uh, firm and design um, company. So that's what I do. Those are my passions. Uh, I love helping people uh, find their home or sell their home if they need a new space. And then, of course, coming in um, and designing uh, the space if they need those services so yeah and also it's you are i would say very spiritual i don't know if you have like a, yeah. <laughs> a title for your like just spiritual guidance that you give but i oh, think that's also you. something yeah that, i uh i i'll i grew up in church and i don't think that has anything to anything to do with being spiritual um but i do know that it's very foundational um to the person that i am um as uh, as an adult, um, I'm keenly aware of the importance of understanding God, universe, um, however you choose to identify, um, and how that has helped guide my life and um, just helped me just come to terms with reality and uh, destiny and manifesting and all the things that you're I think uh, most humans are hoping will happen, you know, while they're here. Um, I make sense of it with God. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and I, I think that's such a good kind of segue, just thinking about like coming to terms with reality. Because when I think about celebrity and the notion of celebrity and our society, it, mm -hmm. I feel like the idea of celebrity is so separate from our own reality. Mm -hmm. And we often don't see the humanity or see celebrities as people in the same that's way right. that we are people, right? Like yes. we are just obsessed with them and thinking like these are these godlike forms and you know, probably not without, I'm not probably, we absolutely give them too much credit. Mm -hmm. And we, I would say, yeah, so we can get into that. So okay. kind of starting out, who was your, let's start out light though. Who was your favorite celebrity and why? You know, I've, I've thought about this. You sent me the questions a, a couple of days ago and I have been struggling to say I have a favorite celebrity. I just yeah. don't. I think there are some amazing people um, 
doing that art form, you know, acting or whatever, because celebrity is like the state of being well-known, right? So celebrity can yeah. do a lot of different things. But I think there's a lot of amazing people that are celebrities doing some amazing work um, in their in their artistry. And so I don't have a favorite. I think certain people or different people speak to things that I need to hear, you know, at certain times. And so for that, I'm appreciative. I believe that's what the artists, the arts are for. You know, I think it's a, another way of uh, connecting and um, expanding your perspective and uh, being able to see people differently and getting out of your comfort zone. So I don't have a favorite celebrity. I think there's just some people doing amazing things with that platform. So, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I like that when I, cause when I was first thinking about this episode, which is crazy, cause I, I probably should have broadened out the definition of celebrity to mm-hmm. really just people who are well-known. Cause I was instantly just thinking about entertainers mm-hmm. and perhaps that's like my own limitation and just thinking mm-hmm. like other well-known people are just, I don't, I don't know. I guess they're just figures. I think about like politicians. I don't give mm-hmm. them that same like reverence, like not reverence, but that same kind of title that I would for celebrities. So I mean, similarly, I had a very difficult time kind of figuring out who is my favorite celebrity because, like, you know, I am the type of person that when they do something that I don't necessarily agree with, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, how could you do that with your platform? (laughs) (laughs) How could you? Because you're a horrible human. You're a horrible human. What do you mean you voted for Trump? I can't listen to your music anymore. Like, I'm that person. But I have such a hard time not being that person because, like, Getting to the next point, just in terms of like the function of celebrity in our society, I unfortunately, perhaps it's the products of capitalism or, you know, just modern, I don't know, whatever, however you want to say it. I, I feel like we look to celebrities for so much. And I think it, especially within the black community that they often set the standard or set the tone for so many, so many things and so many things that they shouldn't necessarily be influencing people on. And like, especially when I think about like politicians. And so, um, that's why I kind of feel like I have this love hate relationship with celebrity. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, you have this power to influence all of these children and these people. What are you doing with it? Are you taking it seriously? Are you taking it seriously on your craft? But, but perhaps that is too much responsibility to give them. And it's absolutely too much responsibility to give them. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that. Um, for me, um, I think uh, as people, we need to really identify uh, what is a celebrity. Um, is a celebrity uh, a thought leader or can they be a thought leader? And then um, are we connecting prestige with celebrity? And so I think there's um, this idea that because someone um, is well-known and has a platform to possibly influence um, in a wide range that we say because of that, we should be able to uh, respect you and have admiration for you. And that like overnight, someone gets to be a thought leader and have be authoritative and influential for the things that come out of their mouth. And I think we really, really need to pull back from that and say, listen, I get that you're a celebrity and that's it. Let me respect you for the art that you do. You know what I mean? Maybe you're yeah. a musician, maybe you're an actor, actress, you know, maybe you're a politician, whatever that platform may be. I think that's about um I think that's about the self-agency part of it, you know. Yeah. To say that I'm not gonna actually give someone that much uh space in my life to uh make me feel as though they're almost responsible 
for what they say and how that could affect ultimately it's about how it's going to affect me right and how it's going to affect collectively affect um our community i think that's the part that makes us most frustrated with celebrities but they're people you know they're people they are people but i i guess for me and i'm just wondering so how do we shift this right so we Mm -hmm. have this society now we have these Gen Zs who are being literally growing up on social media, who are growing up with these various images, all of these unfiltered, like toxic, toxic ideas of what it means to be themselves. I'm sure there's also some positivity out there, but I think overwhelmingly we have a lot of materialism and a lot of things like very materialistic and shallow ways of thinking that are very individualistic and not in the sense of I'm going to better myself in order to better my society, but like I'm going to like you know, make out, go out and make as much money as I can and like just be balling out of control without any kind of racial consciousness, without any understanding of like mm-hmm. systemic inequality. Mm-hmm. And again, like that is a lot to put on people. Yeah. But I guess the frustration for me comes from is like, yes, these are people. And when, how do we collectively take back that agency so that we aren't so dependent on them to be the vehicles of that message? Because you know, the vying for attention and vying for influence, like there are a lot of different community leaders, but they aren't, you know, they're not popping like Cardi B, mm-hmm. you know, them kind of, you know, fighting for Bernie Sanders or having interviews for Bernie Sanders with Bernie Sanders isn't as important as it is mm-hmm. until Cardi B sits down with him. And so it's also, it's difficult, right? Because it, I guess it speaks to how do we engage folks into these conversations mm-hmm. without needing a celebrity to endorse it? Well, I think first we need to have a conversation about uh, why is celebrity, and I put that in air quotes, especially when we're going to the entertainment, why is it so attractive, especially um, we're talking about Black people and people of color, right? Why is it so attractive? And I think a big part of it is um, there's an an envy about the life we believe they're leading. And it's almost this escapism for what we think we actually have to live every day or what we are living every day. As if these people don't have their own um, problems, you know, their own challenges, um, that they don't face the uh, same issues that we may face. I think that's part of it. And I think that's another reason why young people are so attracted to what's going on with them, because they're like, they've been able to get out of this living that I don't want to do anymore. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be poor. Yeah. Um, I want to be able to uh, take care of my family or just live abundantly. I don't even know so much if it's about like how I'm going to take care of my people at this point, but I just want to live <laughs> like that. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to have worries. I want to escape um, this life that I've been born into. And the people that I see doing this are these people. And I think that's really the question. Like, why is... Uh, why are we asking celebrities or not being able to see celebrities as people? Do you know what I'm saying? And how yeah. are individual, how are we locally? I'm gonna say locally, because you can only work on yourself. How do we help endorse also? Because they're not just getting the messaging from the celebrities, then we also help influence them wanting to do the same thing. Because whether we're doing it consciously or subconsciously, we're all trying to push in that same direction. You know, I think we have different ways of putting it on, you know, oh no, I don't want to be Cardi B, which shout out to Cardi B. I don't have nothing to get. I know it. I do like, you know what I, mean? I, like <laughs> I am a fan. Right? <laughs> um, but in a sense, 
we're all trying to get what Cardi B's have it has too. Like hopefully with her money, she's doing responsible things with it or whatever that is means responsible. Maybe buying real estate or you know starting her own business kind yeah. of stuff. So I think that's part of it. I think we come down really hard on young people that are so influenced by them, but they see everyone around them, regardless of how they're doing it, hoping to get the same things that those people already have. They're getting it at an early age. They're um, skipping the process that a lot of our grandparents, you know, and even our parents lived out where it's like, you know, there's a, a rule book to having a lot, right? You need to put in the time, you need to put in the education, you need to put in uh, just the work and the passion, you know, and then you'll have these things. They're seeing this whole different model placed in front of them, you know? Yeah. And so, no, and I, I think building off of that, though, I think even especially thinking about like black the black community in terms of like these different models, mm -hmm. the models in terms of leadership or even like the type of celebrity. I know we've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. Like what was the function of celebrity? What did celebrities, how did celebrities act, you know, 40 years ago, as opposed to now, like you think about the activism in Harry Belafonte's That's life, right. you know what I mean? Even as he told this line and maybe played roles that now we can say like, Hey, that role wasn't, you know, you know, uh, didn't put black people, didn't elevate the status of black people per se, mm -hmm. even though it elevated his individual career, mm -hmm. we can still appreciate the work that he did outside of his career mm -hmm. and the philanthropy. And I think some, I think that's what I struggle with, right? It's not that you necessarily have to completely, you know, become this philanthropist that you need to be like a community activist and know what's going on. But I think it is dangerous though, right? Like when you are an entertainer, when you are talented, when you have a big platform and you are very ignorant to what is going on in the world and you share those ideas. Sure. Like, yes, you are a human, but there's just so much more at stake for black people. And to your point, yes, that shift is even for us as black people, as older folks and the agency that we feel in our individual lives and that we feel like, hey, my when I'm making it, when I get on, I'm not just getting on for me, but I'm going to get on and make more space for other black people. Like, yes. yes, you get on, but make space for other black people. And I think to change the narrative about getting on, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. what they're doing yeah. is not the ultimate thing to be doing with your life. You know what I mean? I think mm -hmm. we have to change that as well. And I think the difference between celebrities, um, our, I don't want to call them historical, but yeah, let's call them our historical celebrities versus our modern day celebrities, I think is just the times that we live in and what has happened in, and transpired in that space. You know, Harry Belafonte mm. was okay and happy with being a black man and quite frankly, wasn't trying to assimilate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Into this major, mm -hmm. into this majority culture. Do you know what I mean? I think there was very clear lines for um, African American celebrities. I think that um, because they were so intimately involved in what was happening to not just not just their community, but to them themselves. You know what I mean? Like this was their yeah. this was their lived experience. You know what I mean? There's none of our grandparents that would ever say, "I don't know what it was like." I no one ever never called me a nigger. <laughs> Nobody ever said that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, for the, our grandparents to say, "Oh no, my life was never in danger." My grandparents grew up in the South. Your grandparents grew up in the South. Like those things were lived experiences, and that that produces a different individual.
And I also, but, but, and the thing is, and to, I think to add on to that and to say, like, we also have our own lived experiences yeah. of institutional racism and yes. implicit bias, sure. whatever you want to call it. Sure. I think what is, it is, what it has become more insidious, right? Like racism is harder for us to recognize. And we perhaps have not done, um, I think that black people have just been discouraged from, you know, in terms of like, don't play the race card and not everything's about race. And, you know, people saying that, like bringing up the fact that like, hey, my my experience is different because I'm a black woman. Somehow that takes away from my accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Like, no, it can be a both and. Yes. Both, I am a very accomplished person. Yes. And also my experience in these spaces is different because I am a black person. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, we don't feel comfortable. We don't feel safe. We don't feel like we can speak our truth and confidence. And so I think there's also this element of, you know, you have celebrities like, that's not my lived experience. I have never been imprisoned who months later, you know, are imprisoned <laughs> you know, in a foreign country. Right. You know, you grew up in Harlem. Right. Like, we won't say any names. Right, right. But it's just like this very weird disconnect. And I think it also just speaks to this larger disconnect, you know, yeah. of us not being aware of the systems that are at play. Agreed. And like, that it seems like that is not going to help us collectively get ahead if we deny that these things exist. I agree. I, I, I'm in total agreement with you. But I think the other part of it is are want more than ever to be a part of the majority. And I think that Girl. was I, okay. And I think that has I think that is a foundational difference between then and now. Really I do. I think it drives a whole lot of decision making and a whole lot of how you feel about yourself and how you see yourself. You know what I mean? I think about yeah. um you know, my family members that are older, there is a confidence there, although they grew up in crazy time, crazy, crazy, you know, times that they like, I love my black, you know, mm -hmm. I love it. There's nothing about it that I would change. I, I can't tell you there's a lot of people that necessarily feel that way right now that speak it so boldly, do you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I just think that's the difference. They, I think there's this need to want to be accepted that I think we really need to work on. I, we really, really, really need to work on. And I think part of that celebrity uh, idea is that they're accepted. Yeah. They've been accepted. What do I need to do to be accepted? You know, what do I need to do to be a part? What do I need to do to um, have access to the re same resources that you do? This is why I believe that we praise celebrities. Yeah. And like, I mean, just going to that acceptance piece, like that's so, it's so incredible how true that is and how, like, it's such a sharp turn from like the seventies, like I'm black and I'm proud, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like there, I think people, even like the black girl magic movement mm -hmm. was, you know, it, it is a still exciting thing. I think it has, you know, instilled a lot. I think that's the most recent uh, kind of example of like a campaign yeah. formal or informal of like black people being proud of who they are. Yeah. But does it like, does it go far enough? And like, I guess time will tell in terms of like, to your point, you know, we are okay in being different. We don't have to assimilate. We don't have to be, you know, I don't have to lighten my skin. I don't have to do all of the things, yes. insert list here to make me more palpable, but you know, from, you know, general society. Yes. It's like, no, I can walk into the office every day and be myself, or I can be, you know, I can be on movie screens and be myself and like, you know, just 
yeah, just thinking about the importance also of representation and representation of these wide array of different experiences of Black people, right? Because I think that also, like, when you are able to see different examples or different um, portrayals of your life that aren't just these stereotypical ideas, or it's not just the fair-skinned Black woman with, uh, you know, relaxed curly hair mm-hmm. or this type of prototype of like a black man, mm-hmm. but it really is just like covers the spectrum. I think that also helps and, you know, instilling that sense of pride. Again, like why we should boycott the Oscars and like <laughs> things of that nature that continue right. to limit our right. narrative, right? Like, right? I agree. I agree with you, but I also feel as though we look too much externally. Oh, for sure. And I feel like here we go back to what are we asking other people to do for us so that we can feel better? And I feel, not I feel, Preach. I know, <laughs> I know that acceptance starts with you. It's mm-hmm. I, it's really time for us as um, a community to really do some inner work. It's really not about even what we're talking about. It's about when none of that stuff is going on, who are you? Mm. And do you really believe the things that even you may be saying, oh, Black Girl Magic or whatever, whatever your messaging is, like, do you actually believe that? Yeah. Because I am a believer that what you actually believe manifests and that we continue to manifest really negative um, realities because underneath all of what we're saying we don't want to happen, we believe that's all that can happen. Girl, yes, it is. We have to do the individual work to undo the socialization, to undo the internalized oppression, the internalized inferiority, the internalized, you know, et cetera, all the self-hate, all of the things to your point to like manifest more and to stop looking for others to do, to give us something that we can ourselves. Absolutely. And if we actually did that work, this idea of celebrity wouldn't affect us as much because in your own right, you would be a celebrity. You understand? You'd be walking in your community. (laughs) You'd be doing great work. I think that's the difference of the then and now celebrity. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I am a celebrity in my own right. Like I am doing the work that spirit has purposed me to do. And that's all that matters. Really, that's all that matters. And who do I believe I am? Who do I actually believe that I am? And who do I believe do who do I believe that I actually come from? You know, these are things that we, I mean, and you we can be all so educated in it, but do you actually? In your spirit, does your soul identify and connect with these truths? And I'm not sure that it, we actually do, because if it did, things would look differently. But I know that we're moving in that direction. That's the thing that I'm so grateful for, to be alive in this time, is because a shift is happening. Though a reset yes. is happening where it's like we're having an opportunity, like the quarantine is like, OK, it doesn't feel good, but it's a time to have to be still. And do your work. Girl, that was so good. I'm sorry. Charlie started vomiting. Okay. Of course. <laughs> it's OK. <laughs> like, damn, Charlie, you go vomit right now. That was really good. OK. At this point in my life. I know that 
change is about what I'm doing first and how those pivots ultimately affect the collective. Mm. And that I'm not looking for someone who has influence over the greater collective to make the to influence the individual change that I should be doing anyway. Yeah. And I think that is the part that as a as a group that we really have to get better about. It's not about what other people are doing for us. Sure, is there a social responsibility to it? Absolutely. We hope that you feel that way. And that's the key. We hope that you feel that way. But in case you do not, what are you doing to make sure that what you're hoping happens actually happens? Hmm. This is actually not about Puff Daddy, you know, it's not about uh, the brilliant things that Angela Rye might say. It's not about those people. It is in terms of I love that the, inf the influence that they have is great. But what are you doing? What are you doing every day? And I'm not talking about what are you doing? Are you going down to hand out food to the homeless? If you're moved to do all those things, that's great. But I'm talking about your individual wellness, because I think black people do really good about getting involved. We can be really good about being involved. I grew up in a home watching a mother do that, being involved and giving back and being a part of church and all that kind of stuff. But her own wellness. Mm. And her own spiritual growth, her own energetic expansion is small. Yeah. And her life stands still in a way that it should need to be based on all the outside exterior look of work that you're doing. You are your most powerful asset. You. You are your most powerful asset. And I feel like it's the biggest, I don't want to cuss too much on here, but. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm cussing all the time. <laughs> it's my fuck. Mm -hmm. It's to believe that someone has that kind of power over you. To not know that you have the power to change your world. We were always talking about the world, but to change your world. Your world is enough. As long as you see it differently, then your world will be different. And the only thing, and I come, yes, to all of that. And also, and just to add the cherry on top, do it with intention, right? Yes. Like, yes. do the work, figure out the wellness with intention, not just like the hustle for the sake of hustling. You know what I mean? Not the performance of it. Don't get caught up in the performance of doing the work, but what is the intention? How do you go deep down and dive deep so that you actually are undoing those oppressive ideas, those oppressive mindsets that are keeping you still, right? We and see that play out every day. Mm -hmm. And this is why we get upset with celebrities. We're saying you have all the resources to do all this good work, but you're not doing the good work. Well, they're broken. They may be broken, empty people, possibly. <laughs> Girl, but yes. And also, I'm going to say I'm doing the work. I've done my self work, but you can't be That's being good. pro Trump out here. Okay. <laughs> I just, not like that. I just want to like, not that I'm going back, but I'm just like, what are those people? I, I believe that. And also, I think there is an understanding for them and they get an understanding for people just in general. Maybe it's our own collective work that our words have power and influence yes. is important, right? Like we have, we can do things individually, but I think it's also okay. I think I would just, my only caveat is asking, like, are that not asking, would just to be say, I think that it is also okay for us to hold people responsible who have wronged our community or who are doing things I that are harmful, sure. right? Like there is, an there is an element of, yes, 
do this on your own. You are your own celebrity. You can do the work. And also, we need to stop giving, investing and endorsing people who are um, perpetuating harmful It would be ideas. easier for us to, this is why I say you start with self. It would be easier for us to identify those persons if we were doing our work. Part of the reason why we find ourselves mm-hmm. in these uh, queries of like, oh my God, they They've got up there and embarrassed us. It's because we're so worried about what they can do. We're not taking a look at who they actually are. Mm. So yes, I think you should be responsible for uh, the collective, especially when you become a thought leader, right? And an influencer, absolutely. But who are we allowing to become those people? We allow them to become celebrities. Celebrities don't become celebrities overnight. But those lines have been blurred though, right? Like again, going back to the black community, like Angela Rye, God bless her. You know, she is someone that is so intelligent, can speak so eloquently to what is going on in the world, you know, like political world and like people resonate with her. But, and also there are people that like, are, I started in music and now I'm pivoting to politics. I started yes. in music and now I'm talking about relationships. Is that so a bad, is that, is that a bad also- thing? Because that's exactly what we said about, this is exactly what we asked for our celebrities back then, right? Harry Belafonte, I think was the example you used. He was an actor and he was yeah. an activist. We need to make a decision about I guess- who, who we want these people to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be a celebrity. That's what I want. Be a celebrity. Be an entertainer. Stay in that lane. Sure. And, they, and they let us also. But they also. A- here's the thing. I think we have to al- have allowance for the possibility that just because someone is, cele- is a celebrity, that that's their lane. You be in your lane. Okay, great. For most people, that might be the case. But there may be a few that in their celebrity are also thought leaders. Do you understand what I'm saying? And maybe be able to do really good work. And I think it's important for us to do our individual work, to be in, to intuitively be able to know when that person arrives. I think what we do is we get excited about the resources that celebrities have. We make them thought leaders. I use this on air quotes. We give them prestige and then we're disappointed when they don't deliver what we thought they could. Yeah. So I, on a side, like, I think going back to how we started the conversation, just in terms of like, who's your favorite celebrity? And like me saying like, I'm so critical of them, just in, or not so critical, but I guess I'm just like harsh in terms of like, not necessarily endorsing people as like the best person in the world, but more or less like they make good music and keeping them kind of like sure. in that box. I, hmm, let me, let me backtrack. <laughs> I think that a lack of resources, right? A lack of resources, a lack of education, a lack of role models in terms of who have done the who have done the work mm-hmm. that you were saying, or you know who are those thought leaders. I think it makes it more difficult for segments of our mm-hmm. population, and that's what makes me worried, right? It makes me worried that if certain folks they only see that lifestyle, but they don't see other examples of that in their life, they're just going to say, "I'm just going to be a rapper because those are the only black men, successful black men that I see in my." life. There are no other successful black men in my life who aren't rappers. I think that's where it gets dangerous, right? And I'm like wondering, what can we do as black Americans to help facilitate that collective work that would help us be more informed decision, informed consumers and not put so much weight on our I, celebrities? I agree with you. And I feel 
an energetic shift happening. I actually can see it. To be honest yes, with you, absolutely. This is a this this is a whole transition you know, right now. I believe that we're in the middle of that, where uh, we have hit the top of that curve of that kind of influence from that kind of person. I absolutely just on my social media alone, and maybe it might be my bubble, right? Who I'm following and what I'm looking for. But there is absolutely an uptick of visualization of positive amazing, full, diverse black men and women that now have a platform, right? Now, Cause now we're talking about being celebrity. The average person now has the ability to be a celebrity in a way that they never have before, just with technology. And that has been tremendously, yeah. in some cases, very, very helpful. And kids are getting to see Black men and Black women, even Black relationships. Do you know what I'm saying? This whole hashtag on Black yeah. love. Like, oh my God, that wasn't happening when we was teenagers. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I think there's, yeah. like, there's definitely an energetic shift for that. I think we have to be committed to the process of that shift, being patient with that shift, and playing our part in that shift, individually and collectively. You know, and not being mm. so caught up in what has happened that we cannot put our our resources. And when I'm saying resources, I'm talking about um, what we bring to the table in terms of conversation and mindset and perspective and positivity in the present. We cannot be so focused on what has yeah. happened that we're missing this shift. There is a shift. We are in the middle of a big shift. And I am praying, Girl. truly praying and in deep meditation that as a collective for Black people in America and Black people around the world, quite frankly, this is bigger than Black people in yeah, America. The this is about diaspora. the diaspora. It this is. is about the awakening mm -hmm. of us in general, that we get this reset. Like, oh my God, we forgot. You know, you see those movies where someone has been in a coma or has lost all their memory and then they see something and it all just comes back like, oh my God, oh my God. It's like, I know that we are in this right now. And if we, if it may not be all of us and that's okay, but if enough of us just really sink in and grab onto this moment, it's gonna be a shift like we've never seen it before. And I'm so excited to be able to be here for this. This is what our grandparents and our great grandparents mm -hmm. and all of our ancestors were waiting for this moment. I pray that we do not fail them and ourselves with this opportunity that we are being blessed with right now. Really it is, it feels like we're being locked down but it's, I know that it's about spirit getting our greater collective attention about what we can be doing when this thing lets up, it will let up eventually and what we can be doing yeah. after it lets up and what, not just after, what we can be doing now to prepare for what's coming. You know, having these conversations, mm -hmm. you're having a podcast about, let's talk about celebrity. That's powerful. It's a conversation that should be had, not just had with us, but lots of people. Let's start making these mental shifts because really that's what it's about. These mental shifts right now. So we're not walking back into the world, the same people. It's about who are you going to be when this is over? Who do you want to be when this is over?
Are you going to be the same Nia that it's like pre-COVID, post-COVID, right? Are you going to be the same? <laughs> uh, what is it? BC80. Is it like, right? My girl, right? that's right. Like, who are you going to be once this comes out? Are you going to really be a different person? Is your mindset going to be completely just elevated in a way that you didn't even imagine because you had to sit down and be still with you to see your greatness? So Antoinette, I've gotten so much good feedback from the last couple of episodes, which is really exciting, but also on you in particular, and um, just like the wisdom and the dope ass ideas that you've been sharing. So like one, thank you again for like agreeing to be a reoccurring co-host. Um, and two, I just really want to, you know, give you a moment to introduce yourself to the folks they can like know what's behind the Instagram handle. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, that's really great to hear. And to everyone that's listening, I appreciate you guys too. Um, my name is Antoinette Isama and I'm a culture journalist and editor based in Brooklyn, New York. I'm also the co-founder of newly launched creative agency called 42 Creative. And I've known Nia since Yo. college. <laughs> we both went to Loyola University Chicago together and go Ramblers. Um, go Ramblers. <laughs> Um, and it's just been like a joy to know her through the several activities and involvements that we were both in on campus and we were able to like grow together in our leadership skills and our, our willingness to serve and I kind of feel like that in turn translates to what we ended up doing in our adult days so super proud of the both of us so when she yeah, told absolutely. me when when Nia told me to or asked me if I wanted to join and be a recurring guest on the show, I was like, definitely, because we would really get into stuff in general. So it's just a, a cool way to talk talk about things as it relates to our community in a different medium. Yeah, definitely. And like also just building what you said, it is really great to see how like our friendship and relationship has grown and how we, you know, in college, we just collaborated and like did work together and put on like community events. And here we are again, like, you know, doing and collaborating and putting our work to just like how do we have more thoughtful conversations in our community so i just love that you know we've been it has been able to mature and be so productive uh, that's Definitely. really very valuable um mm. so it's like really interesting because i think sometimes when i approach these episodes i come in with this like really strong idea and i know exactly how things are going to happen and the, how the conversations will go and they end up going that way but this like is ending up being one of those episodes where I'm doing a lot of exploring and thinking in an area that I felt like I didn't I didn't initially realize I had a lot of thinking and reflection to do um, but prior to my first conversation I'm like hmm, let me take a step back maybe maybe there's definitely room let me open this up you know there's room to explore this idea of celebrity beyond what I think I have been boxed in in my head. So this is probably like a good exercise beyond just for the episode. So I'm curious for you, Antoinette, what does, um, what does celebrity mean to you? So given my background and the field that I work in, I definitely, there's definitely some level of proximity to this, even if it's just on like an observational level. Um, but I've always 
learned that celebrity and like mass media go hand in hand like a person can't become a celebrity if this media um if this media attention isn't given to them with what with whatever they're doing so to me like a celebrity is a public figure and a public figure could be from anyone to like a professional athlete to someone who works in entertainment to a politician these are people who have kind of like been given some semblance of status um and in terms of that status it could mean like the kind of mass media that's attention that's being given to them um their wealth and also like as a public figure all bets are off the table and you can be scrutinized for any and everything because of the status that you're in and the kind of like attention that you're getting from society Do you, wow, that's, I like how succinct that <laughs> just your definition is. And like, I feel like that is so reflective of your background as well. And just thinking about journalism. Um, but that idea in terms of like celebrity and mass media go hand in hand. Can we build, can mm-hmm. we talk more about that? Does that, do you feel like mass media then has a, a major influence in deciding who our celebrities ultimately are? Or is that something that the masses choose by choosing to consume and follow certain specific people? I think that dynamic, when I think about it for a second, is more cyclical than not, especially in the internet era, because if people are, are like, it's, it's almost like society informs media, media then informs society, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, especially because, you know, if people are paying attention to what's trending on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter turns that into new something newsworthy quote-unquote newsworthy whether it's actually newsworthy is another thing but you know it, it's, it's 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 content it's content <laughs> it, yes it's content and even the fact that I'm using the word content in regards to something that should be informative or or what real news is supposed to be it's just like telling of the times in terms of the direction media is going into because it's on it's supposed to be a service like you're doing a public service for people so when it comes to the type of spotlight the media puts on these folks that are deemed celebrities like what what exactly is the is the uh means to the ends there like for what why are you yeah. paying attention to so do you it? feel like you know, we are like media it focuses on individual folks in terms of like as a vehicle for not necessarily sharing your message but like capitalizing on a view rather than like sharing information that like really informs people's lives <laughs> i think it can and it also depends on the, the type of media that you're consuming like yeah. are do you do you have a lot of like gossip sites and pages on your timeline versus a local publication that talks about what's going on in your community do you have a balance of both you know what i mean some people (laughs) need need to not think about the hard stuff all the time so i get it and i also understand that it's lucrative to gossip (laughs) so you know (laughs) to your question i'm embarrassed i like as i talk all this shit and i like follow all of these like political people but let me tell you i check the shade room regularly you know what i mean i check mm-hmm. these, like gossip sites regularly because like one i find it entertaining and i also am just like so for whatever reason like caught up in what these people say about current events you know what i mean like what i want to know yeah. like the nonsense drama that you're happening and then i'm also going to have this like very emotional response based on how you show up as like 
in terms of like politics or, you know, conversations about race or conversations about, you know, anything deep. That's what I'm like, oh my God, what are you saying? But otherwise I'm like, give me Mm -hmm. all the nonsense. So I'm just laughing because that's my own like crazy extreme. (laughs) No, that's real. Like there's a point where when media takeout was, was the thing to be looking at, like I was on that all the time. So I, I, I totally understand. And it is and it is entertaining at the end of the day like we need that entertainment and so they're they're definitely going to milk that these platforms are going to milk that um need that that we have in terms of like wanting to be entertained and the point that you made about paying attention to what how these people are using their platforms and what their views are in terms of like social social political issues is also very real too and that's something that like that as a public figure you're it's inevitable to to be criticized or have like a, a microscope on you in regards to that because with this platform that these celebrities are given or they build or whatever it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a responsibility that they don't necessarily feel like they have yeah. and, and and in turn like to a certain extent that 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 thought also makes sense because it's just like they're just as human as everybody else you know I kind of feel like to, to a certain extent it can be a bit extreme in terms of people's expectations of celebrities because they're not necessarily they're not always like experts in whatever you want them to have a certain viewpoint in yeah you for know? sure yeah so and I think that also just becomes even more like that pressure to have a a particular viewpoint like increases in particular for black people um and and like I think and it's twofold right like I definitely I to your point I understand that these people are human and this is you know a conversation I have with another person on this show already and it's also Mm -hmm. you know understanding and fully acknowledging like the dynamics of our society and and the impact of you know race and you know socialization which like comes from like we are socialized in our ideas about other people based on different representations throughout society like you know this right like who we if i don't live around any people from this particular country or from this particular background i'm going to my ideas about what this group is like is going to be formed off of what i see in media and what like what i'm consuming Mm -hmm. in these other outlets and so for me Yes, they are human, and but when I think about how our collective socialization is so heavily based and like our ideas of other people can be so heavily, you know, informed by celebrity, um, it makes me, I just am like, that I feel like adds to my, the pressure that I might place on Black Americans or Black celebrities in terms of like presenting a certain way, because I'm like, oh my God, everyone's watching you, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm, or not mm-hmm, even just mm-hmm. that, but I'm like, you better go out and you better show out, you know, you better put on for us. And like, you know, there's that disappointment when, you know, you hear like some rapper saying, I don't date Black girls. You're like, what? Like, that's what you're going to yeah. choose to say with your platform. So it's hard, right? Like, um, I don't know. It just feels like for sometimes it feels like the stakes are so high, um, but maybe they're not as high as I I believe they are. No, you have a point there. They definitely are because I'm I'm also thinking about like, like why, what did it take for us to, to have that type of outlook on black celebrity in the first place? It's because there was, there was a point in time where we didn't even have the opportunity to be in those spaces. So now that we have a few, of our folks in those spaces like what are they doing to bring people in behind them how how are they advocating on our behalf because of 
the status that they have and the platform that they have and the resources that they have or have access to. Like it's, those are all very real, um, that's a real perspective. Yeah. And it's just, I feel like black celebrity is a whole other conversation to have in and of itself. Because Girl, of that, that dynamic. <laughs> yeah, because, because of that dynamic. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's and almost it's- like the... <clears throat> No, it's almost like the pressure it's almost like the pressure is like a di- it's a it's tenfold and it's just a different kind of pressure right and it's like and it's so similar to I mean I guess it's the same pressure that I feel like black people feel in daily life right like mm-hmm. we as black people I mean especially in spaces where we are the only one whether it be you know in classroom in the office wherever the case may be like you're the only one there there's going to be a spotlight on you because you're sticking out you're the only <laughs> you're the black person so like even mm-hmm. regular people even myself and they, in you know circumstances can in certain circumstances can feel like I am the representative or my people or the spokesperson and no I should one I shouldn't feel that way absolutely one and second I'm not right like I'm not representative of like the spectrum of like all the experiences of black people but mm-hmm. and also with that I do understand why it is so important for me to like live with intention and present with intention in those spaces right like mm-hmm. um so I, I, it's just, it's hard because I think it's so, it's so reflective of the um, undue burden or like the additional burden that Black people already feel in daily life when you think about like the double consciousness that like W.B. Du Bois speaks of, you know, like. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. I was just going to ask like in, in, in that case, like how have, what are some things that you look, that you've been looking out for in terms of how black folks with the platform black celebrities have been responding to this current time that we're in i mean i think wow <laughs> so there's like i think like already like the political stuff right like who are you politically affiliated with and who are you voting for and like how are you talking about like voting and civic leadership in general is something that like it's like top of mind for me and i think definitely also it's just kind of like especially in the beginning is like how serious are you taking this pandemic right like like people in my lives that were like denying that COVID was an issue for black people. And then also just like hearing celebrities or people of platforms, like also denying the seriousness of like COVID-19 for it to now become mm. an issue that is predominantly impacting the black community. Like that was one of those instances where I was like so frustrated um, by a lot of people. Like I was very frustrated by the group think that came with that. I felt like it was like a lack of, hey, let me do some real learning to understand what's going on but I'm gonna just go pop right. off in a very dangerous way that is now, like, I felt like that was a very crude example of, you know, having uninformed people, you know, per, you, um, spouting ideas that are ultimately dangerous for us, right? Like, it's just like, yeah, exactly. people have their platforms and we're all humans, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. And also, we, people are so impressionable right now, we're, we're like all in this group project, um, just spouting these ideas. So. I think that's like most immediately what comes to my mind and it was very disappointing to have people we outside we outside and then like two days later I apologize this is really serious for us black people like why does it have you know what I mean like just be why weren't you more thoughtful of the, the situation in the first place you know especially in an instance where like right. l- literal lives are at stake right now the official total is at 60,000 nobody thought it would be I mean I don't know why but people actually didn't think that it could get to this point yeah and you know how it is with some folks like it has to impact them or be in close proximity to them for it to feel real yeah 
and they they it's almost like I have to see it to believe it, and it's at the detriment of the loss of life, which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> um, but it's real, and and you know I feel like the fact that there's the realness of being misinformed through folks with a platform just it's just a reminder or just an indication hopefully like a light bulb for some folks that like when you're engaging with these people you have to be cognizant of the fact that you really shouldn't expect too much out of them yeah (laughs) even when it comes down to their perspective or lack thereof how they're how they're utilizing their platform to help these sub communities that they profit off of. Yeah. You you I feel like we should try to take a step back and be like, this person is a brand. This person is literally a business with this, with just being and having people follow them around everywhere. I'm not about to expect them to impact me or my community or like my life because they don't even know us from a can of paint to begin with so it's just like <laughs> but they and, and it's like Why? they don't have an impact but I wish does everybody feel that way and perhaps I'm too concerned about making sure that everyone thinks and has the orientation that's like mine you know what I mean and is thinking for themselves but when you even think about yeah. the fact that people the number of people swallowing bleach has been has gone yeah. up because of what has been spouted on or has what has been said by national figures on television yeah. when I think about that I can't Yes, that that in a perfect world, in a world where everyone are critical thinkers and where people have done the work and are, you know, are developed. Yes. And but also right now in this moment, like we like as a society, we don't pour into people to do that work. You know what I mean? We don't pour into people Mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. you know, see that value in themselves so that they wouldn't look to celebrities as like a brand and those things. For me, the world and the world as it is. Yeah, we can say those things, but I think that also just like minimizes the overall impact, you know? And so for me, it's like, Definitely. how do we get to that place? You know, like, how do we get to that place where folks, you know, see the celebrity or see the, you know, the, the greatness within themselves that they can like really follow the beat of their own drum rather than, you know, trying to emulate some shit they saw on Instagram. <laughs> right. You know, for me, it's like, it's like a joke, but I'm also serious. It's just, I just wish people would read more. Girl, <laughs> that ain't no that is real as fuck. You know, read, read a book or two, you know. An article. I kind of wish, wish critical thought. I, I wish critical thought and what the kind of skills you come out of in terms of how you process or analyze things when you study the humanities and the social sciences. I kind of wish that was encouraged more. Yeah. But because, like, we, we live in, in a society where folks are trying to, stack up that bread and like you know achieve that sort of status through wealth which is you know capitalism or whatever like it's almost like oh you studied sociology or psychology that's a waste you know what I mean like yeah we don't value it we don't value history yeah (laughs) we don't that that too like I just wish those things were valued more because I feel like that that would in turn inform or help people have a better understanding of those that are around them and why society is the way it is and how it still impacts us literally like we're dying from this stuff so 
<laughs> like if you knew, like if we knew, if we had an understanding of history, we could, you know, draw the connections. This has happened in, in, in you know, before, you know, pandemics are real mm -hmm. thing and people die as a result and it will take, you know, us to change our actions. Like we've seen this throughout history. And also just thinking literally. like, right, like literally, like the bubonic plague, the Spanish flu, there's plenty of examples. I also just think about building on that lack of critical thought and like a, you know, on a societal level, that's a lack of a, a fundamentally sound, good education system, right? Like you don't, have, like when you don't have educated people, we don't have an ed, like a system where folks learning to read and like, you know, engaging in these ideas, you, you can't have critical thought. You have people that follow, you have people that follow, that people that just consume mindlessly, whether it's anything, insert consume thing insert consuming thing here and that's what people will do when they you know don't are not awakened thank you for listening to the inky comet i hope this episode has inspired you to be a more thoughtful and critical consumer we all have a part to play in shaping a society that is more equitable for Black people and other marginalized identities. Stay at home and stay safe. Love y'all. Peace.